Hello. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Imani. Duh. <laughs> and um, this is my surprise that I had for you guys. Um, so for a while, um, it, it's always been my idea to kind of do a, a podcast of some sorts. Uh, I didn't really have the kind of tools necessary to do so. And then I came across a really good um resource that I can use on my phone um to record a podcast so I was like hell yeah let's do this right um so I do apologize in advance for any like background noise that you may hear I'm just recording in my apartment my window is open I might scratch my head I might knock something you know so if you hear something in the background it's probably just some type of everyday noise since this isn't a recording studio all right um, so again, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Um, I think this will be a really good platform to kind of be able to give you guys more information, right? Um, for being honest, most people don't like reading. You know, be, be honest. You, you probably don't like reading. I, I know that sometimes I do not like reading. Um, none, you know, aside from that, though, um, it, I don't really want to write a dissertation about astrology. You know, I could, you know, I don't really want to. Um, but there's so much information um, to give and kind of really kind of shape your perspective and understanding of the information that I do send to you guys through the newsletter. And I also know that emails are kind of antiquated and old. I don't really like <laughs> emails, even though email marketing is so big. Um, but, you know, this is something um, where, you know, we can take it a step further. We can talk about individual signs. We can answer questions if that's something that people want to do. Um, I even pulled a couple cards for today. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys are excited about this. I hope, um, this serves as something that's very helpful and useful to you. So I guess we'll just kind of jump in. Um, today I'm going to be talking a little more about cancer season. I know I just sent out this newsletter yesterday. If you did not listen to the or read the newsletter, you definitely should. I'm going to talk about some of the things that I talked about there. Um, in addition to kind of expounding upon, you know, cancer season, which started on the 21st in the morning, right? That was last Thursday, right? So happy birthday to all my June cancers, to all my July cancers too. Um, happy birthday to Solange, awesome cancer goddess. Her birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday to Frida Kahlo on July 13th. Um, yesterday I went to the National Museum of Women in the Arts um, and I got to see a beautiful Frida Kahlo portrait, right? I posted that on my Instagram. Um, and so really dope. Um, shout out to women. Shout out to mothers. Mother's Day should be during cancer season. It's not, but but that's okay. All right. Um, and so just talking a little more in detail about cancer season today. Um, in addition to that, I'll also be talking about Mars retrograde. So the sky is really, really active as usual. It always kind of, I'm not going to say it always is. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Definitely right now is really kind of intense. Most planets in the sky right now are retrograde. Um, right now we have, let me go through the, the planets real quick. So the sun and moon do not retrograde. If you didn't know that before, you do now. Um, Jupiter went retrograde back in May in the sign Scorpio. Um, Saturn is also retrograde. It has been since, I believe, maybe April, right? Or maybe even the end of, of March. I don't remember. And so is Pluto. And so is Neptune and Uranus, um, which just entered Taurus in May, is going to go retrograde this summer, too. And it's going to slip back into Aries. So I'm sorry, Cardinal Signs. I'm sorry, Aries. It's not over. It's going to come back. You guys will be just fine. It's okay. Um, and so Neptune went retrograde last week. Um, so we may kind of see um, that a lot of the illusions and kind of... Uh, ways that we have like deceived ourselves have kind of just dissolved and disappeared. Um, retro Neptune is retrograde for about half the year. So about six months out of the year. Um, and so tomorrow Mars will be retrograde. Um, and that will be very interesting. Um, so this summer definitely, I think will be kind of 
intense um, and kind of have lots of kind of conflicting energies per se, um, which will be kind of frustrating and annoying. Um, just know that, just, just know that now, right? Right now we're in cardinal, a cardinal sign, cardinal signs start the beginning of a season. Um, cancer starts the summer, right? Summer solstice was on the 21st too. Um, and so their, their verb is initiating. So starting, right? They want to go. That's what cardinal signs like to do. They're very action oriented, right? So we have to, so we'll probably feel the urge to want to start something want to do something right and 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 we're kind of gonna be fighting all of these retrograde planets because retrograde planets are like not about going they're about stop slow down let's figure this out right let's look back let's review this let's make sure that we're doing things the way that they should be done or maybe we missed over something maybe we need to revisit something right but we'll talk more about that in detail at the end um And so the two cards that I pulled, um, and I'm posting them on my Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you should. Um, My handles are the same on both platforms, you, woman, you. Um, And so I will be posting a picture of the cards. I'll also kind of describe them as well so that you understand that. Um, Lots of things I'll kind of post in the description or the show notes um, so that you guys have those things to reference. Um, I know there's like a couple of things that if you don't, or can't picture or know them like if you don't really know tarot cards if you don't really know something particular about astrology um i'll have everything in the the description as links um so that you guys have those things to see and and understand and know okay awesome um so cancer season cancer season cancer season cancer season right um, the two cards that i pulled um I've, i'm using the rider weight tarot deck which is the kind of traditional tarot deck. And I also use the um, Osho Zen <laughs> uh, tarot deck as well. I think maybe some of you, I'm sorry for this tangent. I just had to put this out there. Maybe some of you guys have seen Wild Wild Country. I think that's what it's called. The docu-series or whatever about Osho. Yes, it's the same Osho. I'm sorry if that bothers you. This tarot deck is it's really good and it's really, it's really beautiful. Um, really great messages, which is why I used it. Um, and so the card that I have from the Osho Zen Tarot deck is postponement, postponement, right? And so let me describe it to you. Um, so it's a picture um, of a, this landscape, right? Um, and it is grayscale. And there is a woman um, in, the, in the landscape just looking out into the landscape and, the, you know, the beautiful kind of like countryside or mountains or whatever this is. Um, and in the middle of the picture... Um, part of the landscape is framed and that part is in color, right? And we can even look at this woman's shirt in this picture and part of um, her kind of gray scale body is like a little bit colorful, right? And then the card that I have next to it that I pulled from the, um, what's it called? Rider Waite deck is the Empress, right? Um, You can Google it really quickly and you can see what that looks like. You can also Google the other one too to see what that looks like as well, but I will have the link Um, to my Instagram that has a picture of the two. Um, And so what does this have to do with this, right? These are the cards that I pulled for everyone collectively. So what does this mean, right? So postponement, let's kind of dissect what that word means, right? Um, So postponement, of course, means a delay, right? Um, So right now in the sky, Saturn is in Capricorn. It's in its, its home sign opposing all of this cancerian energy right now right um and so lots of times with um saturn it represents maturity discipline limitations and delays lots of times these could be things that are self-imposed right and i think in this case it's definitely talking about the fact that there's some type of self-imposed delay right so if you're working on a project um, or it's something work-related, relationship-related, you know, this is general, right? This could be lots of different things. If there's something that you're stopping yourself or you're limiting yourself from doing and you're kind of stuck in this place where you're looking at the landscape thinking, oh, wow, that's so beautiful, <laughs> when you could be walking into it and you could be entering that thing, um, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice right now, right? The, the card that I have next to it, of course, is the Empress, um, which is a card of abundance, um, you know, the harvest, fertility, kind of growth and, um, you know, fulfillment of like 
um, beautiful things. This is a woman, um, the, the picture, the, the colors are really bright and vivid. Um, so you can see that it's a very positive card, right? And so in a way, these two cards are connected and it's telling you to go towards this thing, right? Go towards this place of abundance, you know, go towards this place of getting everything that you deserve and everything that you want for yourself, right? In this picture, this woman is pregnant. Um, and, and, and there's also a, a, the symbol of, of, of Venus is in the card as well, right? So what's in Venus right now? Venus is in Taurus, not Taurus, I'm sorry. It's in Leo right now. Um, shout out to this transit because I have been extremely conceited and full of myself and I hope everyone else has been too. Everyone just looks so beautiful when Venus is in Leo. Um, don't get used to it. <laughs> in a couple of weeks when Venus enters Virgo, we'll all be kind of hearing uh, the kind of, you know, picky or kind of like overcritical of ourselves, right? Oh my gosh, my left thigh is way too small compared to my right thigh, you know, or kind of backhanded compliments like, girl, you would look real cute if them shoes were not two sizes too small, you know, kind of dumb, annoying shit like that. Cause Virgo kind of has the tendency to be a little kind of like picky in particular and overthinking and judgmental and critical. Right. Um, and so kind of really embrace and enjoy, um, this energy, but you know, um, so right now, you know, there's that. Um, we're able to kind of see this full spectrum of, of color and brightness um, and abundance that's in the world right now, right? And maybe you're separating yourself from that in some sort of way. Maybe it's related to fear. Um, maybe it is you feeling like that's not something that you deserve, right? And these cards are telling me that it is. It is something that you deserve and it is something that you should go after, right? Um, and we'll kind of talk about how this relates to cancer season because I definitely feel like we'll kind of see a kind of connection there, right? What comes before Leo? Cancer, right? So we have to work on that, right? I mean, the planets move very quickly. Venus and Mercury are always a sign or two ahead of the sun sometimes. Sometimes they can be behind as well, depending on, you know, if they went retrograde or whatever, right? Um, but the sun kind of catches up to those planets and it's like, ah, I see what you were trying to say. I see what you were trying to teach me. I understand now, right? That's kind of what the sun does, right? The sun is kind of the bigger kind of lessons, the developmental lessons pertaining to you, right? Whereas um, the other planets are all kind of some facet or some part of yourself that's being developed, right? And so I think it's been really cool this year that um, Venus has been a sign ahead of the sun, right? Because Venus is a very positive planet so it introduces us to the energy of the planet in a in a of the sign in a very positive way right um in a way that kind of allows us to see the the beauty um and the lessons that we can kind of take away from that part of the sky right um and then the sun comes in and it's like let's do the, the hard-hitting shit right um so let's talk about that so as i had kind of mentioned in our newsletter right um each sign is kind of a, a reaction to the one um, before it, right? All of these things kind of build upon each other, right? It's kind of like a, a math class, right? You know, you have to kind of know how to add if you want to learn how to do algebra, right? And algebra, let's say, um, is our, our Pisces in the end, right? So we're working towards that, right? Um, so as I had mentioned before, each season is kind of initiated um, by a um, a particular sign, right? So we have three signs in each season. So we started off our year with Aries. Granted, that's not when the actual year starts, but spring is symbolic of birth, right? It is symbolic of rebirth as well, since we're already alive. <laughs> um, and so the kind of birth and the reawakening of everything is in the springtime. That's when the flowers come out. That's when the trees have leaves on them again. That's when it's green and beautiful. Right. Um, and so back in Aries season, again, we were kind of um, coming into our identity and our understanding of who we are. And we define that. Remember, the the phrase for Aries was I am right. I am. Who are you? Right. And fill in that blank. You know, you were able to define who you are um, and kind of live in that and live in your truth of who you are unapologetically. Right. That's kind of the Aries thing is being independent and being you. Right. And so that's the kind of lesson that we took away from then. Right. So kind of establishing, have that established sense of identity and kind of fighting for it and fighting on behalf of things that relate to it. Right. Um, 
is is that first step right so it's kind of in the mind right and so the next job or thing that we must do is we must make it real right that's what earth signs do earth signs are well earth real practical grounded tangible material right and so that's what happens with um tourist season we make it real we make our identity a real thing right one of the key words for tourists is sensuality right meaning just of the senses right so touch feel see um hear smell taste right all of those different defining yourself in that way having a physical form having a physical being right is what happens in tourist season right and so through that we're able to add value to ourselves right the ruling planet of Taurus is Venus. Venus is about your beauty, is about your self-worth and your value. It's about money as well. Again, money is a value system, right? So we kind of are able to define ourselves, right? And say, I am this, right? And then we say, um, I value or I am um, or uh, yes, I value, right? So these are my values. This is what I am worth, right? This is why uh, my humanity matters. This is why my identity matters because it's connected to these things and these parts of myself. So annoying. What is that sound? Sorry. <laughs> like I said, my window is open. I apologize. Um, so yes, yeah, so you define that part of yourselves. And then in Gemini season, which just ended um, a couple of days ago, um, we are able to define ourselves beyond um, just the kind of ideas that we have about ourselves. So in Aries season and in Taurus season, um, our identity is very much so based on things that we have kind of created for ourselves, right? The idea that you have of yourself was made by you um, in, um, in Aries season, right? And I, I believe, you know, with, with Taurus season and, and things like value and, and self-esteem and worth, those are things that can kind of be the result of other people. But I think we can kind of see that um, connection more so in Gemini season, right? So Gemini season is about, I think, right? That's the, the phrase, I think. Um, and so kind of knowing that uh, Gemini is the on the third house. And so what is your third house in astrology, right? It is your childhood. It is... Um, your environment that you grew up in. Um, it is neighbors. It is siblings. It is, um, what is that other thing? Um, kind of like your extended family. So like your cousins, your uncles and your aunts would be all kind of fit into the, the, um, the third house, right? So what do all these things have in common, right? These are all kind of people or things that kind of expose you to stuff, right? I think we all went to school and learned something that our parents probably didn't teach us, <laughs> right? Or we had like that cousin that was like grown as fuck that was telling you things that you probably shouldn't know, right? Um, or, you know, you get on, oh, it's also communication, so connecting with people so we can even think about the internet too, right? So like you, you know, you look at books, you look on the internet, you kind of learn all of these things, right? Geminis are a bit of like an antenna, right? They just kind of like absorb information like, ooh, look at that, ooh, 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 all these really great things that I can learn and understand, you know what I mean? Which is kind of like what a child is like, right? They're just kind of exposed to lots of different things and just sucking in all this information, kind of filtering through it and seeing, oh, I really like this. I don't like this. This is really cool. This isn't cool. I like this. I want to do this. This is cool, you know? So that's the kind of process, right? So kind of being able to define yourself outside of just the things that you know, right? So kind of being able to formulate um, or kind of come into this knowledge and understanding of other things and allow that to kind of develop you as a person, right? So at this stage and at this point, the being or your person or yourself is kind of complete, right? You can identify yourself, you know what your values are, and you can share that with other people. And you can tell people, I think this, I know this, right? That's kind of the, the process, right? So if you've been doing the work, I hope you have been doing the work, right? That's the place that you're at now where you are in a way kind of complete, right? And so in cancer season, um, what's happening next, right? 
for the words are there's like a couple of different phrases that we can use for cancer season i think all of them are extremely relevant i think all of them are related to this um it's i nurture um i feel i protect okay i nurture i feel i protect right so cancer i know all the really kind of annoying and silly (laughs) stereotypes about how emotional cancers are which you know to a certain extent is is extremely true I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of it's something that's extremely necessary um the the cancer is the mother archetype right the ruling planet of cancer is the moon right moon mom you know um and so I I think just kind of going on an important tangent that I'll kind of connect to this um if we think about our society Um, You know, I said, you know, shout out to women. Um, I think it's great that I went to the National Museum of uh, Women in the Arts yesterday. Um, Women are not treated and valued the way that they should be. Um, Mothers are not treated and valued the way that they should be, right? Um, We are at a a point in in our world where people are sick and tired of women and femininity being kind of made to be this thing that's not valued or not seen as important, right? We definitely know that things like logic and rationality <laughs> are, you know, upheld as, as more, uh, as, as a strength, right? Where we have kind of an issue with feminine things like, um, the idea of being emotional or being receptive or surrender, especially that word surrender. I know people or submission, right? Those are words that are kind of like, ill right even among women right um but just kind of knowing and understanding that those are not words that are associated with any particular gender or gender identity these are things that are feminine feminine is not weaker it is not wrong um you know it's not masculine or feminine one being better than the other both are extremely necessary and any type healthy individual can integrate both of them both of those things right um but i also think in astrology even i can also kind of speak personally talking about my own chart right when I first kind of learned some type of the some of the things I have a very watery chart even though I am a fire sign right so it was kind of hard to kind of deal with and understand because of my way that I perceived the language um, related to um, water signs right um, and so kind of knowing that and going into that um, I think is where the kind of I don't want to say bullying because it's not that deep it is kind of that deep because again this is all rooted in our feelings about femininity right the kind of way that people talk about cancers oh you know this is so sad lol feels emotions like all of those things are amazing and fantastic and extremely necessary and for there to be a sign that like represents that it's fucking awesome i love my cancer friends they're amazing they're brave it's brave to be someone who lives in your feelings it is especially when you're told that emotions make you weak right um and so kind of knowing that Um, And knowing how strong um, a mother is, right? Um, There's nothing weak (laughs) about being emotional. There's nothing weak about being a mother, right? Um, Most of us would not, all of us, I'm sorry, would not be here if it wasn't for our moms, right? They pushed us out. They're the reason that we exist. Um, We call our earth mother earth, right? Um, And so kind of knowing and understanding that mothers really serve as a really the the backbone or the the reason that civilization or society even exists in the first place right so let's put some respect on on mothers this cancer season okay let's do that right for with the mother within ourselves and actual mothers as well okay let's just kind of make sure that we do that so in this season if we kind of go back again to the mother archetype I, I talked in the newsletter about how a mother will do anything um, to make sure that her child is, is good, is, is okay, making sure that they feel cared for, making sure that they feel loved. Um, you know, there are a few things <laughs> that you can almost do no wrong in, in your mother's eyes, right? Mother's kind of support and love unconditionally, right? And so with the, with the sign cancer, we have that ability and that faculty within us, ourselves. It is our own moon sign. That is our ability um, and the way that we are able to nurture right? Um, And so this season is about understanding, you know, your faculty and your ability to nurture yourself and nurture the world, right? Um, But I think one very important thing, as I had mentioned before, 
is the importance of nurturing and protecting yourself first, right? This is going to be a season that is very much so about self-care. That is the action that we're about, right? I I told you guys, this is not going to be an easy summer. It's not. We have a couple, we have three eclipses (laughs) coming up in the next month. And eclipses can beat your ass, honestly. They can, because they take and they they take or bring things back into your life or bring new things into your life or take things out, you know, without you even knowing that those are things that needed to be gone. Right. And it can be like, holy shit. Um, same thing with retrogrades. Retrogrades can bring back a bunch of or kind of bring back up a bunch of old shit that you didn't think was still necessary. Like, why is this still coming up? Why am I still dealing with this? Right. And so there will definitely be a lot of Focus on yourself um, and your feelings and your emotional well-being that you'll have to prioritize this season um, in order to make sure that you don't drown. Right. Let's use that. Um, So. Again, knowing that you have this ability to nurture, um, nurture yourself and nurture the world. So we're starting with ourselves and we're starting with our emotional well-being and our feelings right? Let's start there, right? We can, again, going back to this idea of the mother, if your mother is going through something, um, just kind of think about a reason or or not even a reason, but an example of a time where maybe your mother was sick or maybe your mother was at work where there was some type of personal issue that your mother was going through and kind of think about how that impacted your household. Everybody fucking suffered, right? And so this is the same kind of idea, right? When you're not taking care of yourself, um, your feelings, um, your emotional well-being, right? That's impacting your ability to serve other people. You could literally look at your your Virgos, your not Virgo, <laughs> your moon sign and see. I'm, I'm a moon in Virgo, right? So like I know that if something that's very important. Um, for my moon or for my nurturing of self is having a sense of organization and structure and routine in my life, right? And I know that when that isn't the case, my work life is chaotic, right? I can tell by how I woke up if it will be a good day at work or not. Um, I am the type of person, like I'm the kind of... um, (laughs) organizational backbone (laughs) at my work, at my job, right? So if I wake up late and my apartment is a mess and laundry's not done, didn't pack lunch, I already know that the day is about to be chaotic at work, right? Likewise, if you see whatever your moon sign is, right, you can probably see that if XYZ is not together, this is going to fuck up some aspect of life or some way that I have to give myself to other people, right? So again, Looking at you and take care of yourself, right, before you are able to give to others, right? And so if we look at this on a, um, again, delving into this astrologically in your chart, and I'll put it again, I'll put this in the, the show notes in case you aren't too familiar with an astrological wheel. So there are 12 houses, right? Um, the first being in the, the angular houses, which are one four, seven, and 10 are all the cardinal signs. What are the cardinal signs? Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, right? Um, Capricorn being opposite of Cancer, Libra being opposite of Aries, right? And so your fourth house is your Cancer house, right? That's ruled by the moon, right? So that's where your family is, that is your roots, that is your ancestry, um, your grandparents, your mother, um, all of those things are, are, found, is, are found in your house, in that house, as well as your emotional well-being, right? That is your, what is it called? Your nadir. That is what the, that point is called in, in astrology. Um, and that just means below. I don't remember what that means. I should probably remember what that means. Um, and so basically that part is, again, your family and kind of your support system, right? And it's also the support system of your chart in a way, right? It's the bottom of your chart. It holds up the rest of the circle, if we had someone holding up your astrological chart, they would not be holding it via the side, right? They would probably be holding it from the bottom, which is your fourth house, right? Your emotional well-being. 
So all of the houses are connected to one of one another, not just in the sense of like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, right? But also in the connections that they have to all the other houses. So all the cardinal signs are and houses are connected to each other, right? So if your emotional well-being is so your fourth house is not intact, it will impact your first house, which is your identity and how you view yourself, right? As well as how others view you. Right. That's people's first impression of you. That's your personality. Um, If you're in a shitty mood. Right. (laughs) That definitely impacts how what part of your personality you're showing to people. Right. Um, That impacts your um, seventh house. Right. Which is your relationships with other people, whether that is a, a romantic relationship or someone you're married to or just other people that you encounter, a business partner all of those people are in that house, right? So it impacts that part of yourself, right? Um, It also impacts your 10th house, right? Which is your career, which is your reputation and how you are viewed publicly, right? So you can see that if you don't take care of this one part of you, right? It kind of seeps into or impacts all of these different areas of your life, right? And so the nature of all of the cardinal signs or any sign of or signs of any modality is that they're all square each other, right? And a square is a point of conflict, right? That's the type of aspect that a square is. It's not a fun one. You can probably look at your chart. If you look at your chart, you see a bunch of red lines. It's either an opposition or a square, right? And so why are all of these things that are seamlessly kind of uh, relying on one another square each other? Because lots of times those things conflict each other, right? Um, Sometimes your identity and your emotions aren't in sync or in the same place sometimes how you are feeling is not you know reflected well in the way that you're talking to other people right and so the the job and your duty is to kind of find a way to kind of balance these things out right by taking care of them which is why it's extremely important um that each um season um you're doing the work right you know what the purpose of the sign is right You know what they're trying to teach you and you take that very seriously, right? Astrology is very developmental in a way, just like life is, right? And so you're given an opportunity, you're shown, hey, these are the parts of yourself that you should develop to kind of help you be whole, right? And so you can't skip over parts, right? Or can't not take something serious because you think a sign is trash. You're all 12 signs. Let's not even kind of go there, right? Um, But kind of going back to your chart, So not only are all of the houses connected in that way, but let's think about it this way too. All of the water sign houses are connected to each other as well. So the fourth house, um, your emotional well-being. So that's the the cancer house, um, your eighth house, Scorpio house, which is about kind of like all of those things that are below the surface. So like your psychological faculties, things that you repress (laughs) go into your eighth house, parts of yourself that need to be healed parts of yourself that need to be transformed can be found there. Um, and then your 12th house, which is the Pisces house. So that is your subconscious mind, right? And kind of all of those hidden things about yourself. It's right behind the first house, right? Your first house being how you show and present yourself to the world, right? That 12th house behind it kind of being all that stuff that's below the surface, right? It's the iceberg, right? So the, the first house being the tip of the iceberg, the 12th house being everything below it, right? very Freudian, but um, not only is your subconscious found there, right, but also the collective subconscious is found there as well, right? So right there, we can see that your well-being is tied to the well-being of everyone else, right? So let's, again, with the priority being taking care of yourself, what does the world look like when there are billions of people who are not taking care of themselves emotionally. What does that look like? I think we have an example of what that looks like right now, right? What does the earth look like when everyone is not doing their part, right? Again, what is happening to the children when the mother is not well, right? We can kind of see that life becomes extremely chaotic. Right. And so this, again, is another part of why understanding and knowing the lessons of each sign is very important because it helps us learn how we can help the world. Right. Um, And our little piece 
of, of what's kind of important or needs to be done, right? So we can't nurture the world that we should or the way that we're meant to if our emotional well-being is not together, right? You have to take care of yourself first, right? Um, self-care, I will say that word, and many people will say that word is, is kind of the most important word um, this, um, this summer, really watching after you and taking care of you so that you can give back to the world in the way that you you need to or that you would like to right that's where it starts that's where it starts um and so how do we do that right again going to your moon and looking at your moon sign and getting very familiar with it um i think well i'd honestly say most people are probably very familiar with their moon sign i'm you know lots of people sometimes say like i don't really relate to my sun sign that's fair that's kind of true right your sun sign is a part of you that is developing and growing whereas your moon sign is a kind of inborn part of you just kind of breaking down the roles of of the moon the moon can tell you a lot of different things about yourself right the moon sign is how is the conditions of the environment that your mother was in when she gave birth to you or before she gave birth to you right Um, So lots of times people who had some type of difficult um, power dynamic in their family um, before their mother was born, they were a Scorpio moon. Beyonce is an example of that. We know what the relationship between her mother and father are like, right? Um, Someone who had a very feisty or um, angry mother um, or someone, a mother who was very, on the positive side, very driven and independent um, might have an, an Aries moon, someone who has a very critical mother or a mom who was under stress or was kind of really in charge of keeping things in, in order and organized, might have a Virgo moon, right? And so you can kind of look at your, your sign and its characteristics. And again, you'll have a picture of what it was like for your mother when she was pregnant with you. Second, it is the way that your mother nurtured you right? It is how you view your mother. That is sometimes why, you know, of course, siblings will have different um, moon signs because your mother treated you all differently, right? So that is how your viewpoint of how your mother nurtured you and kind of, um, you know, for better or for worse, kind of helped your inner child or you as a child, right? And so then it becomes the way that you are able to comfort or nurture your inner child, right? Your mom, you know, as you get a little older, teenager, young adult, your mother isn't around you as as much or isn't as attached to you as she was as, let's say, when you were a very young child, right? So now you have this kind of set um, of ideas of how you should nurture yourself, right? And so you're moon is also your habits and kind of your comfort zone right it's a comfortable place it's how your mom treated you right it's what you're most familiar with right um so in addition to that it it becomes or has the potential to be the way that you nurture others or nurture the world right and so your job because of course you want to learn how to do that in a way that is very um, conducive to your growth right so seeing what ways you can kind of break out of, of habits and kind of do um, or use this part of yourself in a way that fosters growth instead of a way that just makes you comfortable and makes you feel good inside. So again, kind of unlearning um, of some of the ways that you do things, right? And so kind of being able to identify some of the destructive or not so great parts of how you use your moon sign, right? And so like like with Taurus moon it might be like a matter of you overeat or all you do is eat or you sleep all day maybe you should you know um use that part that is um about you know having people feel valued or being very protective of you know people and things that you value right instead of just sitting around and eating and like sleeping in like luxurious blankets all day because it's comfortable and it feels good right um and so you know that's what you do um and so that's the kind of, you know, process that you'll kind of be able to go through um, during this season. I think in a lot of time you can learn a lot about how to be your best moon self, let's say that, um, by looking to the opposite sign of your moon um, in order to do that. And so during cancer season, um, we have the perfect opportunity to do that because there are two really, really big planets 
that are in the opposite sign of Capricorn. Saturn is there as well as Pluto, right? And Pluto is all about healing. Pluto is all about kind of pulling up and digging up all the bullshit and things and excuses and repressions that stop you from healing and saying, hey, no, fuck that. We're going to do something about that. Right. And Saturn is like, uh, no, 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 no. It's not about comfort. It's about doing what needs to get done. Right. Both of those planets are retrograde right now. So we're probably lots of kind of lessons are kind of popping up around there. Right. OK, um, so we're going to take a quick break um, and I'll be back. And when I come back, we will talk about Mars retrograde. All right. <laughs> So I'm back um, to talk about Mars retrograde. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So who is this going to impact the strongest? Well, it's going to impact everyone because everything impacts everyone. But if you are an Aries (laughs) or a Scorpio, if you have any kind of major placement, I'd say more so on the side of personal planets, Um, not really like generational planets. So that's um, everything after Saturn. So um, I should probably know this guy. Um, Uranus, since we don't want to say Uranus, Um, Pluto, Neptune. If you have any of those in, in Aries or Scorpio, don't worry about it. It's, it's whatever. It's not really that big of a deal. Um, maybe like Pluto and Scorpio, because that's kind of like where the, the sign belongs. Pluto is kind of like a higher octave of, of, of Mars. We can talk about that a bit. Um, but yeah, those two signs, those are your ruling planets. So it will kind of hit you a little harder, just like Gemini's and Virgo's might kind of start like tripping or spazzing out when like Mercury is retrograde. Um, and so yeah, what does Mars retrograde mean? So I think we can kind of first start by talking about what a retrograde is, right? Um, so basically, when a planet is moving backwards, or it has the appearance that it is moving backwards, um, because it has passed Earth um, while Earth is orbiting. So of course, we all know that all of the planets have an orbit. Um, so in the sky, when a planet kind of passes up earth it kind of has the appear or earth passes a planet it kind of has the appearance as if that planet is going backwards it's like whoa buddy where are you going um and so during that time it's kind of a reversal no pun intended of the functions of the planet um retrogrades even though they're kind of painted as like this scary thing like friday the 13th just kind of annoying kind of you know the part of um it becoming uh I think astrology being more mainstream we people will always be like oh my gosh like is mercury retrograde night now because like everything is a mess and it's like girl your life is just a mess it's not mercury retrograde I'm joking I'm not joking (laughs) so all of the functions of the planet kind of become internalized in a way and they kind of go backwards right so that's why during um, mercury retrograde there's lots of car accidents or traffic is really bad or arguments with people because like miscommunication and stuff like that because that's those are the functions of the roles of the planet and it's not moving forward it's kind of being reversed and so that kind of throws it off right so what are the functions of mars i'm going to throw out a couple of different keywords related to mars so that you can kind of understand what parts of yourself will be impacted um so i think if you use your kind of like common sense or, or, or whatever we know that mars is in astro not astrology and mythology is the god of war so things like anger fighting survival as well as asserting yourself even your sexuality your how you take action um your uh, things that you're passionate about where you're brave where you're fearless where you're resourceful be the competitive part of yourself the courageous part of yourself um, as well as things like iron and, and metal are all ruled by Mars. And I believe Mars is the head as well as your sexual organs, right? So things with related to all of those 
parts of yourself or parts of life are kind of like stuck in this weird cha-cha slide, reverse, reverse kind of thing. Um, And why is that? You can't always move forward. If you just move forward and just keep going, 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 where does that give you time to re- that re, right? That's the the prefix in retrograde, re, which means again, um, that ability to kind of reflect and look at what you're doing to make sure that you're doing it right or making sure that you're not skipping over steps or anything um, is missed if you don't do that, okay? Um, And so that's why retrogrades are very important. We always need a time for us to slow down. Slow down. Slow down and really kind of reevaluate, rethink, recreate, restore, where are some other rewords, remind, remember, right? Um, Re, 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 all of the agains. Um, And so that's why lots of times people will come back into your life during a retrograde because there's some sort of unfinished business that you have related to that. Or maybe a situation that you thought was over will come back. So we'll see lots of that. And so I don't really want to create some type of like um, fear or like set of rules or things that um, you should go by. But there are a couple of things, again, because the, the function of the planet is kind of wacky right now. There are some things that you should avoid. So the main thing that you should avoid <laughs> is you should try not to be very confrontational with people. Right. It will kind of in a way kind of be de all of the fights and kind of petty arguments and things that that you may have with people will just kind of create and foster just a kind of sense of just kind of nonsense, right? It will just kind of be a never-ending, sorry, excuse me, um, battle (laughs) with this person, right? Um, So kind of trying to avoid that. Everyone is kind of confused and most people are not really able to assert themselves or really express themselves in the way that they usually might. You might even find that you are second guessing yourself. You may even feel like people are kind of running over you with their words or the way that they're treating you because you're just kind of out of whack and you're not really able to operate in that side of yourself. Right. Um, and so that's something to think about that you may encounter. Um, what else? Um, as I said, iron and metal is ruled by Mars. So this is not a time to get your car fixed. It is not. Um, if you happen to go to a shop and see that something is wrong with your car, now is probably not the time to fix it because it will probably not be fixed the way that it should. Okay. Now is not the time to get a tattoo. It probably won't turn out right. Again, metal. (laughs) What do you tattoo yourself with, right? Um, so different things like, like that. And so really watching your, your attitude and your anger and really kind of rethinking those parts of yourself. Where are you not being as brave? Or where are you um, being a bully, right? Are you a bully? Or, or where are you holding on to feelings of anger? Where are you a little bit sexually frustrated? Um, <laughs> even that. Um, where, uh, what parts of you do you feel like you don't have control over or where are there parts of your life where you feel like, wow, I'm barely making it here. Right. Um, I, I kind of, right now during this time, I mean, by the time you're hearing this, Mars is probably retrograde on the 26th, right. Until the 27th of August, um, during the shadow period or the time where Mars enters the degrees that it is going to be retrograde in, that's kind of where we see a, an emergence of all the things or lessons, right? And then they become extremely apparent when the planet goes retrograde. Um, so my Mars is in Pisces. So lots of my, my, which is kind of weird given the fact that I'm, I am an Aries. So I, I definitely know how to use Mars, in the way that it needs to be used. Like I can get angry. I can get mad. You know what I mean? I can be all of those things. Um, but, uh, Mars and Pisces is very passive, right? Pisces is about like loving everybody and like creativity and it's kind of passive and formless. And it's just kind of, you know, Oh, I don't want to fight anybody. Just kind of aloof and, you know, mysterious and elusive and kind of there and kind of not there. That's not really an energy that works well (laughs) with Mars. Right. Um, but because of that, lots of my actions or things that I see or needed to know about this retrograde, I've heard about or seen 
through dreams. So like two, maybe a week or and a half ago, I had this really weird dream and I knew this was showing me my, um, my lesson because of, uh, the nature of the dream and just again kind of having an, an understanding of you know what's happening astrologically right now um, I was in a classroom full of I, I now that I think about it I think these were lots of people from my past that have in some way made me angry or upset or kind of tested um, um, tested that part of me right and many times I would say I have I've been someone who is pretty Passive, I'm not a very confrontational person. I know some of my friends are listening to this. Like, girl, shut up. You are very confrontational. For the most part, not really. Um, and so <laughs> uh, I was in a room with all these people. Um, it was so many people, which is why I, I kind of know that it's connected to holding on or holding on to anger and not expressing it in the way that it needs to be expressed, right? Because I was so angry at all of these people kind of getting in people's faces, very upset with them, screaming, yelling, just being very disrespectful and angry. I think that the type of anger um, that sometimes I feel like I would like to exude was the kind of exuded in this dream. And so I woke up and I was like, wow, this is really intense. A bitch is kind of angry. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that's, that's what's inside of me, right? So I know um, going through this retrograde, I'm going to have to work on asserting myself. Um, and dealing with anger or being upset or being tested or my patience being tested by people in a way that's healthy, right? And more importantly, letting go of instances where people have have brought out or been a part of that part of myself, right? That's my lesson. You probably know what your lesson is as well. If you don't, you're about to get very familiar with it very quickly <laughs> um, for the next couple of months. Um, so I think um, this summer will kind of be uncomfortable Again, Mars is a point of ourselves where we're brave, right? So we may not feel as brave or like we may second guess ourselves or overthink um, or underthink um, how we handle situations that make us angry or, or you know, um, being brave or like being resourceful or being daring or taking risks, right? Some of those things may not feel as comfortable for us in, in this next coming month. And that's okay um, because we're meant to kind of stop and take a step back. Mars is about action and doing things. Um, so it being um, reversed, being retrograde, it, the, the planet is going to be a little frustrated. So all your Aries friends and, and Scorpio friends are probably going to be a little irritable or antsy, um, which, is, which is okay. You know, every sign kind of has that moment. Um, lucky Leos and Cancers, your ruling planets don't retrograde. So you don't have to deal with this type of nonsense. Um, and so it's going to be retrograde in the sign of Aquarius, and it's going to slip back into Capricorn. Um, so it's going to meet up with, it might meet up with Pluto, I believe. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, if you do see, I didn't look up what degrees it was, my bad. Um, and during this time, it's going to trigger that, um, that south node in Aquarius right now, right? Um, so kind of bringing up, again, old shit. Um, so we had a couple of eclipses in Aquarius um, along the nodes. So if, if you didn't know, and we'll talk about this as, as eclipse season kind of gets a little closer, um, an eclipse is in astrology is basically a either new moon or a full moon that is close to the north and south node. So the north and south node go in pairs. They're always in the opposite signs, right? Um, and so when it is um, exact on those points it is a full eclipse which we had when was that eclipse was that in the sun I think it might have been in the summer of last year I'm not sure you, you remember but there were a couple of eclipses at the beginning of this year that were a kind of continuation of that and so here is the next part um, and these will be the last eclipses that we experience in the sign in the signs of uh, Leo and Aquarius um, for a while in the winter, I believe, um, the Nords will enter Cancer and Capricorn. So <laughs> Capricorns get ready. I know y'all are, are y'all are going through it with Pluto and and Saturn. It's just it's really funny listening to my friends' stories about the the Capricorns that they know, and also just 
watching the Capricorns that I know too. I'm like, can you guys fix that? Please, please fix that. I know it's a lot, but like fix that. Right. Um, and so just kind of seeing them like <laughs> implode, um, I shouldn't be laughing, but it, it is kind of, kind of funny when you know how kind of, um, headstrong Capricorns can tend to be. I'd say all the, the signs with horns. So the Aries, Taurus, and Capricorn have their tendency to be kind of very hard-headed um, and stubborn know-it-alls that will just really just like kind of butt people out of the way when people are like, okay, calm down. And they're like, no, fuck that. You know, not le- more or less uh, Taurus. Tauruses are kind of chill and calm um, until you push them to that point. Um, but yeah, so you guys will have your time then. Um, so everyone... Uh, with uh, Aquarius placements or Leo placements, uh, you know, everyone has that part in their chart. Um, for me, it's my f- Aquarius is in my fourth house, so my emotions, right? So the emotion that I'm working through is, is anger, right? Um, and um, Leo, 10th house. Um, so yeah, this will be a very um, exciting time. Um, I, I, I welcome retrogrades. I know it's probably not going to feel too good or too nice at first, but you kind of get used to it and it just kind of becomes a part of it. Um, just so you guys know, there will be another Mercury retrograde coming up in July. All of the retrogrades this year are in fire signs. So the communication is very fiery and intense and lots of people (laughs) kind of thinking they're right. It's kind of the, the big thing. But we'll talk about that more when we get there. Um, thank you guys uh, for tuning in. I think that's it. Um, that's all I'm going to talk about for now. Um, right now, I'm taking a break from doing readings. Um, I'm trying to learn, do more learning. I'm about to start taking some astrology classes um, and do a lot more practicing of readings. Um I think, you know, since I'm all about, well, I just did a workshop on manifestation last Friday. That was so awesome. Thank, shout out to to my friends um, who attended. It was just small. I just wanted to kind of test this content out um, on people that I know that were all very different. Um, And then hopefully this is something that becomes public or or is done um, maybe sometime this, sometime this summer. Let's, you know, use powerful language when we talk about manifesting things. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and do that right now and just kind of talk about things or the future of, um, this, right. So the, I'm still working, I've been working on this website for like a year and a half, Jesus Christ. Um, so, you know, God willing, I'll be able to finish my website. I will finish my website and post all of the podcasts on there, um, as well as like the descriptions and show notes and all that stuff will be on there. I kind of want to do written blogging. I kind of don't want to because, again, people don't really like reading. I don't really like writing all that much either. Well, I do. I just, you know, I'd like to do appeal to the way that people want to learn information. I don't have a problem with doing that. Um, oh, yawning. Uh, um, just a little tired. <laughs> and then... Um, so yeah, I definitely want to do more workshops this summer. Definitely want to do more kind of things around teaching and understanding. If there's something that you guys want to learn about or know about, let me know because there can definitely be more than two segments. I know this was kind of long and drawn out. What is this? Maybe a little bit over an hour. Um, but I definitely want to talk about things that you guys want to hear about. Um, and so I think to finish off, I'm going to go ahead and try to read the passage from the Osho Zen Tarot. Again, remember our cards were postponement and the Empress from the Rider Wait. Let me find it really quickly. Sorry for keeping you waiting. Ah. Almost there. This is why you bookmark things before. Cool. I found it. All right. So this is postponement. The woman in this picture is living in a gray landscape full of unreal cut out clouds. Through the window frame, she can see colors and light and aliveness. 
and although she would like to move through the frame, as we can see by the rainbow colors appearing in her garment, she can't quite manage to do it. There's still too much what-if activity in her mind. Tomorrow never comes, they say, but no matter how often it is said, it seems that most of us tend to forget the truth of it. In fact, the one and only result of postponing things is a dull and depressing feeling of incompletion and stuckness. Today, the relief and expansiveness you feel once you put aside all the dithering thoughts that are preventing you from acting now will make you wonder why you ever waited so long. All right. I mean, so that <laughs> that's basically what I said earlier. Um, but yeah, um, just to kind of, you know, go back to that. Um, so again, um, if there is something that you're stopping yourself from, if it's a, a person that you want to be with or a relationship or if it's a um, something, a job, a, a school program, whatever it is, a relationship that you're rebuilding with a family member, again, this is general, go for it. Um, the, the Empress really, again, just kind of lets you know that like, uh, duh, like go for this thing. Like it's for you. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to turn out the way that you want. Um, I think it's really important. Um, again, as we go through, um, cancer season and we go through all of these retrogrades that we go back to that place of bravery and courage within us, right? Um, that we're not held back, um, by limitation or like kind of, you know, trying to create some type of self-fulfilling prophecy about defeat or not being successful right because right now that's all bullshit um there's so much potential for all of us to get that thing that we want or that we've been looking for um it's right there go after it um more importantly you know during this time make sure that you're looking after you are really again self-care you know people say that every time during all points of the year um, but going into Leo season in at the end of July, it's going to be so important um, to have that really strong foundation of taking care of yourself because you have to be unapologetic about it and share and love and grow and birth that thing. That's another thing with the Empress card. I said that she she is um, she's pregnant in the, in the photo. And so the, the picture is very representative of fertility. So again, this goes back to that mother archetype that we found in cancer. Um, and then the next season, um, Leo is representative of children and the child, right? Um, so the fifth house in astrology is the things that you have the potential to give birth to, right? So children, creative expression. Um, it's a people call the eighth house the sex house the fifth house is actually the sex house right because where do children come from right um creative energy and sexual energy right so if we want to give birth to this thing in leo season whatever it is whether it's an actual child that you're trying to have or if it is some type of idea or again that new job or that new thing or that new relationship that you want if you want to see that be born right? We have to have a very strong emotional foundation in cancer season where we're not holding ourselves back, okay? Um, the number associated with the um, postponement card is the number four. Four is about stability um, and security, which of course can be found in home and in your uh, emotions, right? That's what your emotions and taking care of yourself emotionally allow you to be. It allows you to be safe and secure, Right. But on the other side, the four is also representative of that kind of fixed, stubborn energy as well. Right. Cancers definitely have the potential to be a very stubborn sign. People kind of try to say that fixed signs are the stubborn sign, which they are um, fixed energy. Clearly, you know, that word and stubborn are very connected to one another. But cardinal signs can be really stubborn because they're all about I want to do it. And this needs to be done like this and da, 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 and like kind of not really thinking about. Maybe it's time to take a couple steps back and look and see what needs to be done before we move forward, right? Um, and so definitely take that time um, this month um, so that we, when we do go into Leo season, um, we see a person who is well and we see someone who is able to give to the world and also, you know, in more way than one, to nurture the world and also, again, giving birth to that thing, whatever that thing is.
okay um, and the number associated with the Empress card is three right so we are going backwards we're going from four to three three being about creativity um, three being about again that the joy and that happiness and that kind of uh, abundant um, abundance that is in um, the universe um, and that's out there all right um, so that's it for today um, I said this 10 five ten minutes ago thank you for, for tuning in um, again follow your girl on Instagram and Twitter at you woman you um, subscribe to my newsletter if you haven't already um, the latest one is on my Twitter um, I'll also put a link to subscribe in the show notes let me write that down so I do not forget um, and I will hear or see you hear you whatever um, next time all right thank you <laughs>